Okay. Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Friday, September 17th. In this episode, we cover the Champions League. Cristiano scores, but Ole is going to Ole. City give up a hat trick and still win by three. Chelsea bore us and win. Liverpool play and dominate. But first, Mike, Spurs draw against Wren in the conference, and you have Chelsea on uh, Sunday. How's your face padding feeling? Not good. Um, no, um, this is this is not in the face-ish for Spurs. Um, now, look, a lot of it is going to hinge completely on the health of Hyunmin Son. If he comes back, I feel perfectly fine about upsetting Chelsea and taking three points at home. I really do. Um, <laughs> which is the delusion I live under perpetually as a Spurs supporter. But but really, I mean, you know, he, he kills you more than anybody, any other team. So he can be he's the one-man band. Yeah, he's a counter-attacking player. And that's what we're going to see. Uh, yeah. Chelsea's going to have 60, 70, maybe 80% of possession. Um, but that's not how they play, really. I don't, haven't seen – that might be – It's how Nuno plays. He doesn't man. want the ball. Uh, he's 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 just a friendly Mourinho at this point, and but it's going really to be have a midfield to hold the ball. So it's funny you say that because Tangi and Domblay was let out of prison today. Not literally. Uh, I feel like don't, I need to don't, say don't that. Don't be making part. fun of Benjamin Mendy like that because he's on four <laughs> counts. Of, he's on four counts of rape and has literally been disappearing yeah. from City. Like yeah, he has. Everything. Uh, no, Tangi, Tangi is just pouting. But even he was arguably at fault for a goal today where he was just lazy and defending and that's this that's his shtick right like mm-hmm. and and by the way before somebody like, you just racist christian erickson did that shit too uh he just <laughs> okay he sucked in his own third he's just terrible it's laziness yeah, it's yeah because that's the thing is like he he maybe he's not the smartest footballer on the pitch i won't say that necessarily in fact i think kane probably is but tangy and domble i've said on the show many times before is by far the most talented football player that spurs have and when you have that player listless like he doesn't have like what do we call the time the englishness right like if you had hoybier in that spot he's going to take a foul maybe a yellow card to make sure that he doesn't get that pass off that ends up resulting in a goal um now is that a free kick that could lead to a goal too you bet your ass but at the same time it's hindsight being a little 2020 but um but anyway i believe he will start on sunday because we saw what happens when you really don't have anybody in that position uh last week against crystal palace which is not chelsea so yeah i'm i am not hopeful i'm not excited i am going to be driving somewhere between north carolina and washington dc during the match <laughs> yeah so Mike, that's gonna Mike, be an you are, well, well let's stay where you are you are in the real home stretch of yes. getting married. Yes, yes. All my lovely fiance Jessica. It was three years to the day on Tuesday, I think, since we got engaged, and she made a questionable life decision. Um, it's definitely questionable. I'm definitely questioning questionable. this podcast, and I'm not getting married, but I'm like, maybe <laughs> yeah. this podcast is as far as I so, get. But yeah, you are the married. one person I've talked to throughout the pandemic. Yeah, but we're, we're getting married on October first in New York, uh, so I my availability on the show might be a little high in the next few weeks. But I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Figure it out. Uh, we're gonna do a pod in the middle of it. In, we're gonna do a pod from the hotel room. We're gonna before. do a pod. No, no, we're gonna do it at the table. We're just gonna pod <laughs> at the table, and we'll we'll somehow get it into the well, show. It'll that, be amazing. I'll do a pod with Michael Lewis and people, and we'll, yeah. we'll just do it that way. It'll be fantastic and amazing. Two weeks from now, it'll be a Premier League weekend and wedding preview pod, so that'll be a fun <laughs> one. We'll do it live live from the Hyatt in Riverhead. So, so we, like, we like to cover Spurs, and we talked about laziness, 
And that leads me to <laughs> Manchester United drawing. No, no wait, they didn't even draw. They lost. No, they lost. Young boys of Bern. Uh, one of the stranger team names sounds better in Spanish. Juventus, young boys. But young boys uh, from <laughs> from uh, from Switzerland. Crazy crowd. United go yeah. up early. Cristiano Ronaldo on the on the score sheet again. You're thinking they've got this. Everything's moving along. Uh, it is an astroturf field, which uh, in England they call the plastic pitch. Uh, it's a little harsh. I don't think it's quite plastic. No, yeah. I don't know. Why would Maybe they? Why would they make fun of Manchester City fans like that? That's so strange. Hey, that was that was my <laughs> hot take that I was going to talk about. Like, uh, there's nothing going on. So anytime there's any empty seats when City plays, it's empty. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's come back to United because I do want to have. I have a couple of young boys jokes that I prepared for the group. But uh, uh, so 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 Juan Bissaka gets sent off on a legit. He stomped the guy's ankle. That was pretty bad. Yeah. And United proceed to play like their Southampton and go to five at the back 60 minutes, take off Fernandez and, and Cristiano. They have no attack. They have no way to play. All they do is just go to five at the back. They bring in Lindelof, Maguire, um, Fred. They're all, all defense pulls off a uh, Vanderbeek at halftime. This guy can't get a break. He must've fucked, fucked Ole's girlfriend somewhere along the line. Uh, <laughs> Ole's girlfriend just... is a young boy. Yeah. Yes, Ole's girlfriend is the young boy. Um, but they just crapped the bed, and Lingard makes an error to give up the goal. Had it been a draw, it would have been bad. Had they sawn it out, it would have been like, oh, my God, narrative. What a great tactical masterclass. But the fact that they lost gives you the Ole out. Like, what are you doing, dude? Well, let's so not be reactive. Time, let's go I, in back into the reactive. moment. He's no, not stop it. Stop it. He's I'm not, not arguing that. Well, I'm not arguing that. And you know that I agree with you on this. But let's talk about He's this gone. specific game. They were down a man for 65 minutes. 60, 65, it doesn't matter. I just, I hear you. I just, this isn't, there. and there's plenty of evidence that supports your arguments with Ole being a terrible coach and he should not be coached Man United and Ole out and all that stuff. I don't think this is it necessarily. You're in, like you said, you're in a hostile environment, uh, out of the country. Can't lose that game. Can't. Yeah. You can't lose this game if you're playing 11 on 11 for the entire time. I agree with that. But if you're playing 10 against 11 for literally two thirds of the match, I, you know, I, 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 it's a bad loss. Don't get me wrong. It's a bad loss. Manchester United. No, I understand. They should not be able to have to be the team that soaks up pressure like they're fucking Burnley playing against. You know, United. Um, but you've, you and just that's said exactly it, how they played. They, no, that's how they played after the red card. That's how they played after the 35th yeah, minute. Yes, I understand. Oh, even they win the game easily. But the fact that's that they, what I'm saying. No, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, is the good teams like United, like Liverpool, like City, like PSG, they would have gone and attacked this team even with 10 instead of playing scared like they can't handle, like they tried to sit on a one goal lead. It's just mentality. It's just why did you make those decisions? Like, just sure. what are you doing, dude? It, or the when other you piece look at is the just group. like, or like, did you practice? Do you know how to play? Like, <laughs> yeah. do they know how to do things? I don't think that they do. So, the other thing, the other argument in your favor, I think, is if you look at the group, you go, okay, you've got Atalanta and Villarreal. They're gonna beat. They're gonna. They, I'm telling you, United are gonna fuck this up. Again. Fine. 
but what I'm saying is these are, by the way, if you were playing Atalanta down a man, you lose six, one, um, blown out. They got blown out. Uh, these are groups that you should advance from. I'm not even saying win at this point, you should be in the top two. And I'm not saying have a real coach that actually beat them in a final. That's true. Was that Unai? That was Unai Emery. Yep. Yeah. So (laughs) look, what I'm saying is, is that on paper, Manchester United should be able to get through this group. This is a bad loss because arguably young boys, are the first, the fourth uh, best the, team the, in the by group. By far the worst team in the group. Right? By far. So, yeah, by far. so you kind of, what you do is you basically take free points away. Yeah. Not, not three points. Let me be clear. Free points. Right. Yes, because when free, you look at, w- yes, when you look at the group, all, all three of those teams go, all right, it's going to be a battle for the three of us. One of us is going to Europa league, but we're all going to get six points from young boys. And so now you don't. Right. And that was, I think, the thing is that once he went down a man and you the game wore on and especially after they tied it, he went, oh, we can't we can't lose this game. So he tried like hell to hang on to that one point. I don't from a from a from a coaching perspective, from a strategic perspective, I actually agree with that. Now, it didn't work out. I understand. But I'm looking at the strategy call, not the result. Two shots. Yeah, but if you already scored on one of them, you can. We talked about Sonny, right? Like, how many times have we beat you with two shots and two goals, right? Two goals. Yeah, but, but that's right. embarrassing. You're not, not Man United. Saying, You're Spurs. I'm not that's saying okay. it's not. But sometimes you got to win ugly or draw ugly. And this this is, again, I'm talking about the strategy, not the result. I don't think that, that, that Ole is as at fault here as he has been in other times in the last 12 months, let's say. That's all I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying anything you're, you're saying is wrong. The guy took off Sancho in 37 minutes. He's the most counterattacking player you have. You could have sit not pressure Ronaldo. and been the outlet. We just player. talked about how Ronaldo doesn't – we talk about all the time how Ronaldo doesn't defend. Why wouldn't he be the most counterattacking? I don't – I just don't – I just don't – I don't – like – I get it. United are going to lose because of Ole, not because of the talent. Like here's the thing. I posted this. Would United – be favorites for the Premier League if Klopp was their coach? Yes. Would they be favorites to win the league if Pep was their coach? Yes. No, because he'd fuck it up. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> Would they be uh, favorites to win the league if they had Tuchel as their coach? Yes. Are they with Ole? No. <laughs> That's okay, so, just so like, I'm looking at the lineup. Terrible. I agree with you. I would not have taken Jaden Sancho off. I would have taken Van de Beek off then. And it's not a slight on him, but you're down a man. This is what happens here. Right or you go, we're Manchester fucking United. We lost our right back who doesn't do shit anyway on offense. We're gonna go kick these clowns' ass. They their whole team costs less than our fucking water bill. <laughs> Again, I'm not arguing that. What I'm saying is, is that I think the tactical mistake was Sancho instead of Van de Beek. But I mean, is that the thing? Right? Like they lost the game in the 75th minute. Both players would have been off by then anyway. But you would have had more of an attacking front foot. I think you would have I, – I would have retreated at some point, maybe not right away. And, again, I'm Monday morning quarterbacking here. I get that. But, like, I probably would have pushed on through halftime, kind of reassessed everything, and then slowly bled think back. About, think about this. What did Chelsea do? Down a man at Anfield. They had a plan. They were like, we're going to fight. United didn't fight. They were fucking no, scared. It was You're pathetic. Right. You're right. That's a, that's a great that's a great chat. Yeah, it's You're just right. like, what are you doing, dude? It doesn't have they have they have cohesion and attack and have 
and they're completely disconnected when they have to defend. I just, it's laughable. You know what? I shouldn't care, but I just was like, it's it's my take, and I'm like one of these moments. I'm like, this is awful. They're so bad. Yeah. Uh, in our other Premier League friends, uh, we talk about being cohesive and a unit and defending. Chelsea just fucking choke slam. Uh, did I say it was Shakhtar or the other one? They choke no, out. No, it was first, Zenit. It was Zenit. Zenit. They choke out the first half of the game, get their goal, and they just see it out. It's yeah. one of the most boring halves of football you'll ever see. But you, uh, Chelsea now have this system of defending with the ball in their own half. I don't know how they do it, but it's weird. They don't attack. They have the ball. You can't get it from them, but they stay in their half and don't create any chances. Mm-hmm. Very weird. It's all that Jorginho Kovacic back and forth shit. Um, I'm really not uh, looking forward to watching it on Sunday. No, no, no. Mendy, oh, Mendy was suck. good as usual. I mean, uh, he's he's been. You know, we talked. We had a little shout out for him last season, but I was listening to the podcast World today. That dude is good. Yeah, he's a real fucking okay. Uh, really, really good keeper, and he saved their ass against Villa, and he was good in this game as well. Here's the thing about uh, Mendy is that he's really good, and he's enormous right so yes if you you rarely get players who are both right yeah. usually it's like oh this guy's huge and he's not really the best positionally but his 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 literal physical ability uh bails him out sometimes because he's yeah. just got another four inches on somebody we can make a bunch of four inch jokes about young boys it's not important uh <laughs> um but no he's he's phenomenal he's got like all of like loris's positioning and reflexes um, yeah. but like, who's a, who's, I, I want to say like Tim gigantic Ederson or like Tim cruel, like, like Spider-Man esque. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And he, and he's not, he looks shaky with the ball, with the ball at his feet, but they don't ask him to play that much. They're smart and about he, that. <laughs> and he gets it done. Uh, he does well, uh, and, and hangs in there. Uh, the other game, um, you know, I'm not, the, the Chelsea game's not as interesting. The city game was interesting in that nine city- goals. <laughs> yeah, City gave up a hat trick. They were up 2-0 after 28 minutes on a weird own goal. They let a kid named Christopher Unkuku, not Unfufu, uh, score to bring them back in. Then Mares scored on a penalty. Then Unkuku again. Jen Drak Grealish. Then there was a monstrosity of changes. Unkuku scored again to make it 4-3. Cancelo scored a worldy, and then Gabriel Jesus got a tap in at the end for 6-3. So it was a 6-3 game where Pep was hammering the players the whole game. Like the narrative of this game is like, yes, City were playing. De Bruyne came back. Foden got minutes. Like they've been winning and scoring 16 goals in their last three home games without a striker, which is just not right. So Mm -hmm. off the bench come Sterling, Foden, Gundogan, and Jesus. That's a pretty good group. Uh, along with Fernandinho because he fucking hooked Rodri because he was like, if you fucking let another person run past you in the midfield, I'm going to kick you in the dick. Like, this is a game they're up and scoring goals, and he's still yanking Rodri. Uh, yeah. Maybe he'll learn that Rodri's not good. He turns like a Cadillac. He moves like a battleship from 1948. Uh, it's the Battle of Guadalcanal all the time, and we're the Japanese and getting bombed to pieces with torpedo planes. That made a Pacific joke, which is different. That's that different. is. That's that's diversifying <laughs> our World War II references. Well, so I'm not a, I'm not a fan of Rodri. Yes, he's good. It's in the context of City that he's not good. Uh, you know, everything is sure. always in the context of City. I'd fucking take him instead of yeah, Harry exactly. Winks. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I think one of the things that's happened to him is 
from Spain, there's just this general lack of athleticism within the league itself. And he looks athletic compared to, to the rest of the Spanish players. They but used when to you import all their athleticism. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we're, we're all technical. I'm like, yeah, that guy just ran past you and somebody elbowed you and you fell down. So right. it's not going to work. Uh, there were some other funky games that I'd want to point out. Well, let's talk to- about Liverpool, right? Yeah. Let's talk about them because wacky game, back and forth. Um, it wasn't really back and forth, to be honest. But well, no. It was but, crazy. But yeah, but like, and, and the thing for me, and we talked about it before we started recording, is that AC Milan is not a pushover. They're not, they're not a Zenit, right? This is not, that's not knocking Chelsea necessarily. It's a name brand team. They're a name brand team and, and they're in a name brand group. And, mm-hmm. and so we talked about how United sort of gave away points that everybody else is looking at, like, oh shit, everybody else is going to pick those points up. They won points today that are not going to be necessarily easy to come by, right? Like they're in a group with what is it at uh, Atletico Madrid and Porto, right? Mm-hmm. Is that who? Who? That's, let me double check. Like yeah, six, yeah, yeah. Six they're champions or seven. There's a lot of right. champions in that group. There's, there's a lot of champions in that group, and anybody can beat anybody on a, on any day. So to pick up three points, especially having Madrid and Porto draw. Um, that's, that's significant, right? Like it's the thing, the, the thing is for Liverpool is they are the best team in this group well, by yeah. a lot. Well, yeah. And I think the thing that's interesting about this game was the first half an hour Liverpool were that breathless destroy all comers. You're at Anfield. It's real. The night, the the European nights at Anfield thing is real. I think people in Liverpool don't have jobs. They live for this shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they're up to. I don't know how much they charge. I don't know how Liverpool do this or how they're able to sustain this intensity. It sounds like it's a town that really has nothing except Liverpool. That's probably what it's like. And they came out and tried to blow the doors off of AC Milan and mostly did. They yeah. just didn't get the goals. They got one goal from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Really nice run on inside. There's a nice relationship happening with Salah and TAA where Salah's actually working back for Trent Alexander-Arnold because if you notice, whenever something good happens for another team, it's always on Alexander-Arnold's side. Yeah. Uh, and the two goals that come late are in the first two shots and the first two late, attacks. Late in the first half, yeah. right? Like but Milan like went the into the two, break winning this up game. Up 2-1. But they were the first two attacks they even took. Yeah. Uh, former City player, Brahim Diaz, scored one. And they took their goals really well, but it was no Van Dyke. So Gomez and Matip mm-hmm. were there. And TAA was high up, didn't sprint back as fast as he could. It's on his side. And as usual, I, Trent Alexander-Arnold is great, but he's never going to play for England if every goal that happens to his team is on his side. Yeah, uh, Especially when you think about Kyle Walker being basically the cheat code to stop all counterattacks ever. <laughs> so here's something. Yeah. You mentioned no Van Dyke, and I want to explore that a little more. Do we think that Klopp is still kind of easing him into things and he's not ready for two games a week? No, it may be, but I do think that he's learned his lesson. He can't run that same 11 out every no. game. No, no, no. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that, but wouldn't you think that Milan in the first match of Champions League get off to a good start, get three points, and get the hell out of there? Now they did. They were at home. But- I think I think he felt like they're at home. I've got my guys. I still have Gomez. I still have Matip. Yeah, you know, okay. I have I have my, if not my Cadillac of a of a of a starter, my 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 best grouping right without him. Yeah, he's that's yeah. their best group without him. 
Uh, they were able to play Keita. They were able to get Henderson minutes, who scored a worldly to he, win the game. He got the winner, frankly. Yeah. Uh, and they were good. They were they're still there. I think the the best version of Liverpool in a one off game at Anfield is still the best team in the Premier League. The problem is is they don't have the depth on all fronts the way Chelsea and City do, right? Like I think the ceiling it the ceiling for Liverpool is always the highest, I think. Because yeah, sure. I think City is always going to have the problem of creating lots of chances and missing them. When they score their chances, they are unstoppable. They, they put six past Leipzig, right? right? Exactly. That's exactly what happens. With Chelsea, I think that they always have to play at a high level. And when they dip a little bit, they don't score. Mm-hmm. They'll always defend well. But at home, no team in Europe is as good as the best version of Liverpool. No, I, I agree with that. I hate to say it, but when they lose one guy, though, the whole thing breaks. <laughs> Because they don't have enough. I'd say the whole thing wobbles, and then it's yeah. slowly, you know, like, um, and like yeah, we'll lo- see. If they lo- if they lost Salah, they they wouldn't be able to win. If they lost, uh, I don't. I think Allison, Salah. They wouldn't be able to win. I think Salah is a little bit more replaceable, just because with who? you're gonna you're gonna fill him in with Mane. I'm sorry, with Jota, but Mane will be on the other side still, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. Have, but it, but it's Firmino in the middle. Like but everything, no, one, changed, yeah. the whole thing I, breaks down, right? Right. And that's the thing is that why I brought up, I think on the last show or maybe before that about, about AFCON, like if they don't lose those two guys, I want to go back and I want to change my predictions for the, for the preseason, <laughs> because I going into the season, I'm like, well, Liverpool's not going to have Mane and Salah for what, four, six weeks. So, you know, that's huge. So I don't know. We'll see. I do. I do think you're right though. There may be a learning figure there of Klopp. Maybe trying to take care of Van Dyke. Like Van yeah, Dyke, it just feels like a big seasons, game. He played everything. Yeah, it it I, it's a big game historically because of uh, Istanbul and because of 2008, where they played each other twice in the Champions League. But AC Milan are okay. They're, They're a not, team that you should beat at Anfield. I get that. Yes, well, but it's based, but like I just said, Liverpool beat anyone at Anfield. Everyone, all anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially at their so, highest level. You've got. I mean, but. You've got you're you're traveling to Porto for your next match. You do have City on the horizon. You're traveling to, to Madrid and then oh wow, Madrid and then United back to back, which is interesting. But anyway, I digress. The point I'm making is that like you don't have a, a midweek game this upcoming week. You have the EFL Cup third round. You're not gonna against Norwich, you're not gonna play uh Van Dyke or any of your stars really against no, against Norwich for that game. So so that's the interesting piece for me that 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 Van Dyke didn't uh didn't start. But that's something to keep an eye on, I think, as the season kind of progresses. And more importantly, as we get into realistically two game a week season, which is started this week and goes till at least February, realistically. Well it won't be it won't be as bad as last time, but it will be interesting. So I do want to cover some of the other games. Not that we're going to go through it. There are some highlight games. The Savita Salzburg game was insane. There were four penalties in that game with a man sent <laughs> off, ended one one bananas. Uh FC Sheriff, uh, a Russian oligarch team out of Tanzapur beats uh, other uh Russian oligarch, well Ukrainian oligarch Shakhtar Donetsk. I don't they know had wait. They had there. a goal scored by Adama Traore, assisted by Cristiano. <laughs> That's all I have for that game. <laughs> uh, Baruta scores. Uh, Jude Bellingham is looking like a yeah. real, real player. Might be the next great 
midfielder. Holland, of course, scored. And Bellingham assisted on Holland's goal. Holland is a fucking beast. I really hope that he comes to City. I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> uh, it's starting to feel like he's not going to come. Uh, Ajax put five on Sporting, and I think Sebastian Haller, formerly of West Ham, scored all five. He got a 10 out of 10 and was Champions League Player of the Week. And then the relegated, I'm calling them relegated, Barcelona are toyed with by Bayern Munich. Like, it was sad. Yeah. There was 20 minutes of Bayern just kind of passing the ball around and Barca unable to do anything. Barca may not make it out of the group. Um, it's really it's really sad. They are Villarreal in disguise at this point. They're not good. They're not going to be good. They're going to fire their coach uh, if they finish in the top half of the league. If they finish out of the top four, I would not be surprised in Spain. That's not a good team. No. Uh, and they're losing players left and right. And I don't think they have the right coach. And, you know, they really are. They got relegated from the Super League, basically. <laughs> I don't know that they, I don't even know that the coach is that high on the list of their problems. No, they don't care. No, they don't. No, no. That's you know what I mean. Like they're one point three um, billion dollars in debt. That's the <laughs> right, right, right. They're not going to fire him if he's got a settlement. And that's they, for sure. and the thing that's even sadder is like they could have got out of it by selling Messi, right? Instead of just letting him go, they could have got a quarter of a billion dollars from yeah. City had they done it a year earlier. But yeah. they were like, well, I guess the books are fine. We'll just keep him. <laughs> what are they doing? Like. What? It's like the most egregious failure in the history of like, does anyone, is anyone accounting? Like, do you have QuickBooks? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> like even I know how much money I have, sort of, but like, they don't know what they know. Like, oh, I thought we could sign. What do you mean you thought you could sign them? Like, isn't yeah. there an accounting team? Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> anyway, incredible stuff. Um, but uh, I think the more incredible stuff is our friend, Joe from Attitude of Gratitude, who's going to help Mike hang in there with his wedding oh, uh, as he as he pays for it, looks at the credit card bills and goes, good fucking Christ. I, did I really have to invite my third cousin who I met once? When uh, I there's a table. There's a table and a half of people. I have met a total of five times in the yeah. entire table. Yeah. Yeah, those people are there, and Mike's and and Joe from Attitude of Gratitude is going to help Mike find the funding to hang in there and cover that off. While I, on the other hand, uh, I'm already starting to try and buy a house in California. Uh, my wife's talking about it. We were like, "Oh, twenty percent down." Yeah, I think we're going to need you know two hundred thousand dollars for twenty percent down to find a house that's normal. <laughs> this isn't going to happen. So uh, we're going to talk to Joe a lot about yeah. that. And hopefully he can help us find, you know, maybe 50K over like the next five years. I think that's possible. Uh, right. I, I might need to take this hour that is two hours a week for this podcast and actually work on Uber might help. But wow. until then, we're, <laughs> we're going to we're going to keep pubbing uh, uh, Joe from Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. We love him. We need him. And uh, we're really happy that he's part of our show. And. We're really happy that the Premier League is also back on Sunday. Because but no, no, no. I'm not going to let you segue into the Premier League just yet. I want to oh. talk for about six hours about you as a potential Uber driver and your <laughs> the rating. Not like I'm not even talking about the star rating. I want to know the reviews. Like um, Laurent was Laurent was very very personable. 
told me his opinions on post-World War II Germany quite a bit, had free mints, four stars. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Got into a weird car. We talked about the War of 1812 and the Battle of Montreal. It was weird. <laughs> four stars. <laughs> oh. Where are you from, huh? Oh, my cousin's from Serbia. You want to know what the fuck is oh, going yeah? on over there? <laughs> Hi, you got any friends who are Albanian? I bet you don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, coming next uh, week we is just talk about Mr. Principe and, and his and his luck that the that the Archduke Ferdinand's car broke down and he made a wrong turn and pulled up in front of him and he shot him anyway. Oh my God! Taxi cab confessions with Laurent Cortines uh, next week. I'm it's going to be a new I'm podcast on the Chop Sports no, it's, Network. It's, uh, it's pretty good, but Joe's going to help us. That was a, a good. Good little segue for the rest of the show. Uh, we, the, Premier League, the Premier League returns on Friday. Tomorrow, we've got a actual kind of old school barn burner that I that I want to call out because Leeds, um, Newcastle at St. James's should be pretty fired up. If this was 1953 and the there were still people mining coal in the north and building ships, it might be a, a more interesting game. Um but I think Leeds needs this more than Newcastle. Newcastle, I had going down, and they are in the bottom three. But uh, I do like the idea of Alan St. Maximan running at the, at the insane Leeds defense and just being like, oh, fuck, here goes St. <laughs> as he's running through the entirety of, uh, of, of the Leeds defense and then shoots it into fucking the stratosphere because he can't shoot. Uh, but he's, uh, I've called him a, I have called St. Maximan, this is my last love for him. He's a mix between Wilfred Zaha and Mario Balotelli. If the, he's baby, okay. he's baby Zaha Balotelli is kind okay. of my feel about him. He's not really a winger. He kind of is in the middle. Does yeah. crazy stuff. I kind of want him in MLS because he would just like run through the whole league. Oh, my he, God. He would <laughs> score by accident in MLS. <laughs> anyway, wow. so Newcastle, Leeds need to win. They've only got the two draws. Uh, and that's Friday. So we can watch some some football uh, yeah. in the afternoon at work. It's a nice, it's a nice little cruise into the weekend for on the East Coast at least. You get the three o'clock start, and you're like, yeah, yeah. get your shit together, and then get the hell out of it's here. Get not a, beer, a, it's not a fantastic group of name games, but there is. We get a test for Crystal Palace. See if Gallagher can handle. Uh, my friend Gallagher can handle uh, Anfield and doesn't lose his mind. I, I think if there's a bet for a red card for Gallagher, it's gonna happen in that game. Ooh, that's a. <laughs> he might kick Fabinho in the dick. Uh, that would be exciting. Um, I, I think we're finally, hopefully, Norwich had the worst run to kick off the season of any team in the league. They played Liverpool, City, uh, and Leicester. <laughs> and people were wondering why they didn't. And Oh, and Arsenal. People were wondering why. Uh, are you guys going to get relegated again? And we're going to find out about them as they get a chance yeah. to play Watford. So that's good. Uh, and then we've got Burnley versus Arsenal. Um, Burnley are bad. I'm not giving them any, oh, Fortress Turf more. They're shit. Arsenal yep. always beat them there. And down the road, I'm I'm starting to to pick back up on Arsenal after the 32-shot uh, attack. You waffle. You waffle on Arsenal. I and do, it's weird because I don't I have them. Like them. I want to like them. I want them to be good. I just want everyone to be happy. You know? No, you uh, and then uh, you we've spent got a Bill month saying uh, how much you enjoyed the Scheiden fraud of Arsenal losing. You don't want everybody to be happy. You I don't like, want that well, at all. I, I, I didn't really pick up on any Arsenal fan TV. I think uh, the YouTube algorithm is, is taking me away from them. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Villa Everton. This is a sort of 
togetherness game. I, I've got some thoughts on that. You got some thoughts on West Ham Man U. Then, of course, my beloved Brighton versus Leicester in a battle of teams wearing blue. I wonder, I guess Leicester, I guess Leicester will wear the weird color, pink, whatever they wear. Yeah. Or Brighton will wear their yellows. And then uh, we finished the weekend with a big, <laughs> big, massive, not in the face game of. Um, of, um, of Spurs Chelsea. and Spurs and Chelsea, Spurs, Spurs and Chelsea. so we'll we'll talk. We already talked a little bit about that. We'll get into it a little bit more. But I think Sunday has the three most important, not important, but interesting games. Interesting games. Um, sure. And that's because Leicester and West Ham are in uh, Europa League on Thursdays, and that is super important, right? Because especially for a team like Leicester, this is a huge test. Let's start with them. They, they um, drew in their game today they drew in their game today but they have not they, looked but it good. was name brand it was napoli so that was the arguably one of the better one of the better matchups in europa league until at least the round of 16 in sometime in march or something um but i think that this is a huge huge game for leicester they have not looked good uh i know that they're two and two so there's no panic mode yet and they did have one of those losses against manchester city they just have not inspired uh, confidence and and I think it all comes down to that four one loss to West Ham, where they kind of just looked like shit. They they got away with one or the two of their wins. They got their doors blown off by West Ham, and really City never let them in the game. So we're still sort of hoping and expecting more from them. And this is a game coming off of a Thursday that they're really a little weak in the knees. I think Brighton really could uh, take all three points here, um, but I think that. Harvey Barnes has been absent, but I think the bigger problem he is that James Madison, God, he, he did score a goal today, but James Madison has just sort of, he's supposed to be the glue. He's supposed to be that, that, that lock picker, if you will. Can. And he's just, mm-hmm. he's, he's not. not. And if, if yeah. you look at last season, you said this before we started recording, I'm going to take credit for it. Um, <laughs> he, uh, Kelechi and Acho went on fire. At yeah, the, the end nine of last and a half season. joke is that the, is that, is that the there you go. Yeah, the nine and a half joke is re- returns. Um, but he, you know, he went he went crazy and he hasn't been playing. And so it'll be interesting again now that you see these teams. If we talk about how Liverpool doesn't have depth, they don't have depth relative to Chelsea and City, right? Uh United, that level of depth. But when we talk about the teams like West Ham and Leicester, they don't they have really depth. don't have depth. <laughs> they don't really have depth to be competing on two fronts. Uh, no, and then like they know, like like for instance, Liverpool has good young players that can bring in. They bring in Harvey Harvey Elliott, and they bring in Jones to play. Like they, yeah, they have sure. good players, or like they have vets that are okay in their role. Like right. they bring in Milner; he's a pro. As much as people want to hammer hammer Origi, he at least is a striker who will come off the bench and play. Right? He's a real legit Origi player. would be in the team. Not not necessarily a locked in starter, but he'd be in the team. Kill for Origi right now. Yeah, exactly. Please give me Origi any day of the week. So, (laughs) but what may happen? What may be interesting? I think Inacho came in as a substitute today, Uh, so he had some time, but not a lot. It actually might shake him loose for the Braj, right? He might actually come in and 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 feature on Sunday, and that may kind of shake some things loose for Leicester. I like I like Brighton on paper, but I could see, especially if Inacho starts. I could see a, a spark for Lester there. So that was a tough one to call. I know you've got a, an, a take on it in your best bet segment. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I want to pivot uh, again to another team. Like I mentioned, West Ham on you know on a Thursday. We talked about how United blew it. I think they're going to come out with their hair on fire. Uh, they're going to be at the London Stadium. I understand. But West Ham. Cristiano's not going to let them lose. 
No. Or he's going to try. West Ham, like West Ham is going to come out. They're good. I mean, they had to really push today. They won 2 0. A strong win. Don't get me wrong. Well, that's a that's a the, good that's a good team, Zagreb, by the way. Yeah. It's not but a, that's it's a trap. It's not a, it's not a joke that's a hell of a fucking trip. Right? Yeah, it's not so. it's not particularly close, but it's not no. particularly far. But they didn't they made some changes. So uh Vlasic played, Lanzini played, Zuma and Diop played. So there was some betting in. Uh no Kufal, Fredericks played. So they 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 mixed and matched, right? Uh, Yarmolenko mm-hmm. got some burn. Mark Noble, Bowen came in late, uh, Masuaku came in. So they did play a different group. So you'd expect yeah, some rotation. But yeah, he's trying to keep some you some freshness in the team. But it'll be hard. Again, like you said, they're not quite as deep as the other. But the thing that I really like about West Ham is like they've got a way to play. Like you know what's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen, who's gonna do what what the patterns are, and when you go and you think and you compare them to United, I don't know how United are going to play. They kind of show up how they show up. This is actually, if West Ham has their energy that they expect, that you expect them to have, this is the type of team that United lose to. Because it's not a big name game. It's at the London Stadium, which is not a, you know, it's not, it doesn't have juice, right? It's, it's kind of a game that, that you're like, ah, we'll go to West Ham, it'll be fine, we won't lose. But West Ham will challenge them because they're strong in the midfield and they sit deep and will hit them on the break hard. And so I could see a draw, I could see a loss for West for, for Man United and the okay. knives being out. No, or they could win. It could happen. I mean, <laughs> or United's they could win good. by three. No, no, uh, but you know, think... United's good, I get it, and West Ham can be can be hit or miss. We've, we've I think really... one thing we're, we're not talking about, it's a rarity that a Champions League team will play on a Tuesday and not have to play until Sunday. And I think mm-hmm. that that's important. Um, they basically were they at... They get a full week. They get a, more or less a full week. They were at free reign to play whoever they wanted. They obviously took a lot of the starters off, as we talked about from the red card. They're going to be foaming at the mouth. Nobody has been talking about anything other than Manchester United blew it against young boys. <laughs> that one was pretty, that was unintentional. Um, but they, they blew the game. They should have won. This is their next chance to get back at it and get people to stop talking about that. I think they're going to be off to the races. And I, like you said, they have another gear now with Cristiano Ronaldo in the lineup. And, um, and, and and we'll talk about that in our best bet segment as well. So, all right, fine. Tottenham, and then to, Chelsea. And then to, and then to end the week. <laughs> I do think, listen, from a – I don't feel good coming off of last week. I don't feel any better or worse feel uh, coming off of the, the, the Ren draw. Um, but I do think it comes down to, to, to Sonny, and I think it comes down to if Lo Celso and, and Romero – are allowed to play. They are they going are. to they, be they cleared. Are they, are they are well. They're they've been in Croatia, I believe, training, um, because because it was a green country that's close enough or something like that. I don't remember exactly where they are, but they're somewhere. So Davidson Sanchez, um, who was looked great early in the season, uh, Christian Romero, who's sort of still waiting for his chance to get in, which would have happened at Crystal Palace had he been there with with Dyer getting hurt. Um, and Gio Lo Celso. Ideally, you've got a midfield three of Tanky and Dombele, um, 
uh, Hoybier and La Celso, I think. Maybe not, or, or Delhi, if he's in that role, maybe, maybe not. But if Delhi has to play up front because Bergvine had to come off after 30 minutes again today and Sun isn't pl- available, I'm okay with that three and and Delhi in the top because he his 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 clinical talent, right? It's all attacking. So to try and make him into a box-to-box midfielder, it might be square peg round hole. But if you can get players like Ndombele, like LaCelso, who can kind of be the, the bridge to that top three, then I think you're talking about something completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You need Kane, you need Kane dropping deep, and oh he has been he has been and, and no, that's a given that, to that's me. the that's the that's the that's the way they score right it's the creativity sure. of Kane being the ten and the nine mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, I I think the concern is Chelsea don't give up shit nothing so, and your team's not creating anything I'm gonna so tempt that's, fate that's the, right now that's the big issue right it's it's that it, uh, XG against they're not giving up anything. So yeah. uh, here are the last five games, XG against 0.8. Against Villa, they lost 1.5. Against Liverpool, 0.8, 0.3. Yeah. Against Arsenal, 0.3 no, against Palace. They just don't give up shit. They do have a weak spot, though, and you alluded to it. And it will be Lucas running down the right side mm. on drunk drive and Marcus Alonso, who, by yeah. the way, loves a goal against Tottenham. I fucking hate that guy. But, yeah, but I mean, they will protect them, right? They, they you'll, you'll have Aspilicueta behind them. You'll have the three behind them, and 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 the and the work Probably. rate of of, mi- of of the midfield getting over him. I think the weak spot always is the protection that they give to um, to Jorginho. He's the one that Ndombele needs to dominate him, like oh, run just, past him, yeah. throw an elbow, knock him over, make Conte come. And then move the ball to whoever's free in space. But it's mm-hmm. easier said than done because Rudiger in a three is free to come fucking smash into you. So yep. they're just really good. They're well drilled. I don't expect Chelsea to lose this game. No, I don't either. They're just really good. I mean, I didn't. I feel bad. I didn't talk about my team that's on a run right now. Uh, City playing Southampton. Southampton are just not good enough. They yeah, have sort of a nothing enough. better game. Yeah, it's uh, and it's. I think it's at home. So City should. Just have no problem, but they're you know, favored by thinking, two and a half. Like, well, well City on. are favored by two and a half in every game, right? It's not. Uh, yeah, but all right. Well, that's a that's our segue. Let's talk about what do you got for us this week? Okay, okay, okay. In our best bet. So segment. I did I did a little research, uh, and instead of doing my little uh, one bet each and kind of figuring this out, I saw that there was some uh, data on XG versus um, versus some. XG against growth versus what the lines are and sort of some math about, hey, Villas are undervalued in their bets and Arsenal's undervalued in their bets and Burnley Arsenal versus Burnley is actually not close. Like Arsenal have not lost at Turf Moor since 1973. So a lot of good stuff there. Brighton are undervalued uh, along with Brentford. So I took it and parlayed Villa, Arsenal, and Brighton into what one bet. What could go wrong? What could go wrong at plus twelve fifty at plus at, at, what is it twelve twenty plus twelve twenty yeah. they were all positive bets for the money line I really like all these teams these would be teams that I would like to bet on anyway and then I thought Brentford at three ninety is like the best fucking underdog I can find yeah uh, and money could buy that one so was tempting against Wolves even though Wolves has been a darling of the XG world uh, Brentford don't give up shit. Uh, as much as you tried, you learned about this last week. You tried to bet the over, and they didn't give up anything. Yeah. Uh, even though they did lose in the end, one nil to my beloved Brighton. 
they really didn't give up much. And that was like a really kind of crap tight game until uh, Brentford broke down and had in Bueno covered anything. Uh, Brentford likely would have won that game. Well, so I think I think and a, a word on the over the bet that I had in Buemo fucked me and he is on the waiver wire in our fantasy league because <laughs> if he doesn't sky those chances, the whole game opens oh, up. But you right? need to have one, right? You just need to cover one. And then maybe no. they might have been able to shut that game down, right? Well, that's what, no, well, it wasn't even that. Like if you get one out of Brighton, Brighton need to come out of their shell, right? Like Brentford yeah, yeah, was yeah, comfortably yeah, yeah. the better team. And what happened was you weren't able to get ahead and force Brighton to to force the issue back. And then you basically just continued to press and press and press and you broke down at the end. So, uh, yeah, no, it was a good win by Brighton, but as from a betting perspective, super frustrating. (laughs) And the nice thing is there's a lot of connections here. So, um, uh, uh, the manager at Villa, whose name is escaping me, Dean Smith. I can't remember his name. Yep. Used to be the manager at Brentford. Brentford and Brighton are both owned by gamblers who kind of understand this value of three points versus one and will play to win. There's none of this, we play for the draw shit. They hate it. They'll always go for the win, right? So with Brighton, and even though Brighton got a lot of draws last year, it's because they were ahead and would give them up. That was was not by design. They lost so many games from winning positions. It's because they they would go and try and get goals and couldn't hang on to them. Villa, I think, had a tough go. Is They've played the best versus Chelsea in any body in the country so far. And, you know, they lost. That was the best 3-0 loss I've ever seen. Uh, so hopefully with Buendia back and Emmy Martinez back, they can pull off a game against Everton. Everton are playing well, uh, but I don't think uh, Rafa Benitez has won four games in a row since like 1380. So uh, I'm not <laughs> interested in that win. And then Brentford was just Ooh. a, the number was too big. I had to take it. So, all right, I've got, uh, we talked a little bit about United and, and West Ham. I'm a big believer, like I said, in the Ronaldo factor. I think that, um, you know, they're going to come out uh, guns blazing. They will probably concede at some point in this game, but I still think they cover one. I got even odds on them. That's fine with me. Um, and then a bit of a sucker bet. Um, Crystal Palace going into Anfield. I feel like this is a letdown game for Liverpool coming off the dramatic win against AC Milan. Um, a little shaky in, in, in their depth, obviously the Elliott injury and a couple other things. And Palace, listen, I got a really up close and personal look at them. <laughs> They're not afraid. And I think that's they the coolest. They're definitely thing. not afraid. That's the cool thing about that. Ooh, is it um, Zaha versus Trent Alexander? Or do they yeah. have Robertson on that side? Oh, then you're going to do fine. <laughs> right. And so all you've got is that I've got pa- Crystal Palace at Anfield plus two. I'm not saying that they're going to win the game. I'm saying if they lose by less than three, I win. Or I at least don't lose, essentially. So even I odds on that. A, there's not enough information. I think that's a good bet. because, But you're not getting anything extra. You're not. It's even. That sucks. That's fine with me. That's fine with me. Um, so how, and we'll how see does that how work we, uh, for, the, for the uninitiated? If you put down a hundred, you just get. If I put a hundred dollars down, I win a hundred dollars. If I if Palace loses by one or they or any other result, essentially, if Palace loses by two, I get my money back. If Palace loses by three, I owe the house a hundred dollars, or I lose a hundred dollars. I, I should say. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I feel I feel pretty good about that. And then looking. <laughs> We'll see how I do in college football Saturday because last week I got kind of banged up. But <laughs> but if Sun Hyun Min plays and Spurs are a three six plus three sixty favorite, I'm gonna put something on them. Just yeah. just because. I think the, I think the one question I have is I know Antonio got sent off. Does he miss this game? Yes. 
Oh, and he should. It was two yellows. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I'm not sure if you miss if you get two yellow. Like usually That's a straight red's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm pretty sure it was two yellows. I'm going yeah, back to look at last week. So if Antonio's not playing, that's that that makes your bet. Well, and he just played 90 minutes yesterday, so uh, yeah, that, that mom, means that he's not. Why do you hate me? That's okay. Yeah. Well, should be good yeah. there. Interesting, interesting little wrinkle there. But yeah, I mean, listen, you know, minus one. It's actually minus. So for the uninitiated, the bet is actually minus 105, not even, but it is minus 0.5, comma minus one. What does that mean? I don't know. Well. It means half the bet is minus 0.5 and half the bet is minus one. So if Man United win by one goal, that means on a $100 bet, I win on 50 and I draw on 50. So a $100 bet returns 150 instead of 200, essentially. Right? Getting how that makes sense now? No, but I'm enjoying You're, 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 you're splitting. You're, it's basically thinking of it like blackjack. You're it's splitting a, it's a safety bet. I get it. I get it. Not even no. Yeah. It's just these are the odds you're getting. Like you're, it's, yeah. you're getting, you're splitting tens essentially. Listen, if I, if I win both my bets, I pull to four and seven. <laughs> yeah, if I, yeah. I, I'm really just hoping. Brent, I'm, I'm hoping for Brentford. I think we're Brentford, calling these best bets. But if you're not fading at this at this point, it's this is your own fault. It's my best <laughs> bets. It's my first bets. What yeah. do you want from yeah. me? Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, so yeah, we and if you want to check out BetUSA, use the link in the description. Uh, that's where and on our website, give a click there, give it a look. Uh, it's a offshore site. Seems look pretty legit. It's got Warren Sapp on it. it must be good. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm using the money there, and you know it's a hundred bucks. And if you lose it, you lose it. But it's uh, some offshore site that's been around a long, long, long time. So don't sweat it and just enjoy it makes the games a little bit more fun so yeah all right mike let's get out of here all right that was the squeaky bum time podcast with mike salerno and laurent 14 we are the football wing of the chop sports network we record on tuesdays and fridays so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode and if you're listening on apple or any other platform please rate and review the show because it makes a huge difference and i uh respect to the uh war battle of guadalcanal i think uh that one's big for me i'm gonna have to <laughs> give that one a shout out somewhere uh, pray ago. for me i have to drive to new york and watch chelsea kick the shit out of my team enjoy hashtag pray for mike